We're going to be learning the Kutisichus Chelek Tesvav, the fourth Sichra Parshas Vishlach. This is a fascinating Sichra. It's going to be discussing the source for the idea of Ben Yud Gimel Mitzvah, that uh, boy, when he reaches the age of 13, that's when he becomes obligated in Mitzvah. We're going to see that there's two sources for this idea. And we're going to learn the differences in Avaid Hashem based on these two different sources. So let's first start with the sources themselves. So it tells us in the fifth parak of Perk Yavis, Perk Mishnah Chafalat, it goes through the different ages of, 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 of an individual. Then Hei Mikra, we have when he reaches the age of 10, he starts learning Mishnahis, and then it tells us Ben Yud Gimel Mitzvah, at the age of 13, that's when you become obligated in Mitzvah. Sarash over there gives us two versions of, of where do we know that a Ben Yud Gimel Mitzvah. The first version, and this is the version that we're going to be focusing on, mostly in our shir, is that it says in this week's parsha that Shimon the Levi, Yichu, Ishkarpoi, it tells us that they took, Shimon the Levi took each man his sword, and they went and killed the people of Shechem. And it calls them in Ish. And we know at that point of time, Shimon and Levi were 13 years old. I'll give you the calculation in a moment. So we see from this week's parsha, Shimon and Levi were 13 years old at that time, were called in Ish. And we see by, in Chumash Vayikor, when it talks about the carbon Chattis, it says, Ish o Isha, uh, a man or a woman, Kisasu, when they will do Mikol Chathas for any type of sin, Ashur Loisasan. Uh, then they have to bring a carbon Chathas. So by the carbon Chathas, which is a carbon that you need to do if you sin, the Shagig, when, who needs to bring such a carbon is an Ish. So we're seeing over here that when is an individual and therefore if he transgresses a mitzvah, you'd have to bring a carbon chathas. That is when he is on the when he reaches the age of an ish. What is this age of an ish? That's what we find out in this week's parsha where it says ish by Reuven, uh, by Shimon and Levi, which we know that they were thirteen years old. So thirteen years old uh, is when you're an ish, and an ish we see from Chumash Baikra, that's when you become a chuyev in mitzvah, and that's why if you transgress it, you become a carbon chathas. Uh, the Rebbe points out that this limud from Rashi is not necessarily, it's not a gzer or something which is without a reason, but, but rather it's something which is logical. And the idea is because ish, from this word ish, what does ish mean? Ish means someone who has reached a stage of godless, uh, for example, and maturity. Uh, we have a few examples of this in the Psukim. Uh, it says, ish. You should strengthen yourself and become a man. Meaning is you should become mature, or misom chal ish who has placed you as an ish and, and and a judge upon us. Meaning as an ish is a expression of someone who is a god, some a, a level of greatness, a level of power. Um, now, other examples: Hashem ish mochama. Again, we're seeing Hashem is the man of war. Meaning is that he has the control over war. So the idea of Ish is someone that has power, someone that has control, someone who has godless. And in our, ta- our context, when we're talking about someone who's bar mitzvah, that means someone who is a Godel and Seichel and Dea, and he is able to appreciate the greatness of mitzvahs and the chasarin, which is in Averis, and therefore that's when he becomes obligated. So that makes sense. So in this week's parasha, when it says Vikhu, and it says Ish Harpoi, Ikhu, Shnei Din Ish Harpoi, from this that it says Ish, uh, Ish, we know they were 13 years old. Ish is an expression of someone who has reached a certain level of maturity. So we understand that a 13-year-old boy, since he's at a level of maturity that he can appreciate Taramitsis, he is obligated in that. Uh, the second version that Rashi brings is that he says it's a halach Moshim Sinai. Uh, he says that the idea 
uh, we have a lacha Moshe Messinai, that when a boy gets two sirus, two hairs, by his uh, genital areas, that's when he becomes obligated in the mitzvahs, and Shia Ruchacham and Nechamim have uh, measured that when does that happen by most people, that happens by the age of 13 years old. So it's a lacha Moshe Messinai, when you have Shtei Sirus, that's when you become a bar mitzvah boy, that's when you become a choyiv mitzvahs, and the Chachamim Mormashar, that happens at the age of 13. This idea, the second version of Rashi is also mentioned in other Rishonim. Uh, the Maril in Simon Nonalif in Yerdea tells us, he's going, he, he discusses the sources of where do we know a Yukamu Chuyim Mitzvah at the age of 13, and he brings different, uh, different, different sources. He brings a Pasek in Yishai, it says, Amzu Yitzarti Tilasi Sapero. That was one of the ones that people were bringing, that this nation, uh, will say, oh, Amzu Yitzar, this nation which I formed, they will say over your praises. And the word Zu is the gematria of 13. So Amzu, this nation, when they reach the age of 13, that's when they come obligated to say over the praise. Uh, and he also brings the idea of what, what we mentioned in this week's Pashu, that of, 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 when it says Ish Harpai. Um, but at the end of the day, he says these are all Asmachtas, because even the idea of Ish Harpai in, in our in this week's Parsha, that only tells us that at the age of 13, they become a Chuyvah Mitzvah. But that, that to become an ish, but we don't know, you know, let's say at a younger age, how do we know that 12 years old is also not Mechuyi Mitzvah? All we're seeing is that definitely at the age of 13, you're high, but maybe you're even high at a younger age, maybe at 12, 11, 10. Um, it doesn't say that you're not an ish over there. So how do we know that the minimum age is 13? Maybe the minimum age is even earlier than 13. So therefore he says, these are all just the smartest, but the real source is Allah should have seen that we have a tradition that you become Bar Mitzvah at the age of, uh, of 13. Just some, just to give a little answer for his question, uh, just to defend the first version of Rashi, uh, the Pashtas, the reasoning is because we know that there is a certain age when a child would not be Mechoyim Mitzvah. If the child doesn't, you know, when he's one years old, two years old, three, he's definitely not going to be Mechoyim Mitzvah because he doesn't have any Das at all. He cannot understand the importance of Mitzvah, can't even do many of the Mitzvahs. So Alamai, we know that there is a certain age that he's definitely not Mechoyim Mitzvah. So since the only age that we find that we know for sure that he's obligated in mitzvahs at the age of 13, that's when we would obligate them. But under that age, we would go back to the previous chazaka is that they do not have das. So you cannot obligate someone to do the mitzvahs um, unless we know that, there are, uh, that there's a chiyot. So at till that point of the age of 13, we do not know if they have the das or not. And based on what they were until that point of time, they did not have das. So therefore, only time that we find the Torah that when does a child become an ish as at the age of 13? Therefore, that's when we become mechuyah benet. We don't find anywhere else in the Torah that there's a younger age of ish. So therefore, it would make some type of sense, logical sense, that only at the age of 13 would you become mechuyah, uh, because it's not like you were always chayv and the Torah saying 13 and not younger. On the contrary, you were not chayv and, uh, until this point because you weren't mature. And then the Torah tells us at the age of 13, you become mature, that therefore you would be chayv. Either way, th- those are the two versions. Uh, we also have a rush. The child of Chubas Russian tells but the, the, the Rush tells us that this idea of 13 years old is one of the Shurim which are Allah Sinai, just like you have a communion of a Kazayas, Shur Kazayas Allah Sinai. So, this is another example of Allah Sinai which begins at the age of 13. Uh, just to point out, um, this this version, this this Rush seems like the second version of Rashi, which is it's Allah Sinai, but there is a slight difference between the two. Uh, Rashi says that the Lacham HaShem Sinai was that when you have two Cyrus, you become Bar Mitzvah, and the Cham Mishayah, that happens at the age of 13. While the Rush says that the age of 13 is, it itself is a Lacham Sinai. 
So there is a slight difference between the two. Uh, maybe possibly a napkin could be is, is based on a thesis that the Rebbe quotes in R22 that thesis writes that in the earlier generations, people would give birth, um, a man would be able to have a child already at the age of eight. So according to that, if you're able to have a child at the age of eight, that means you would have had the Cyrus at that point of time, because the Cyrus is just a reflection that you reach maturity, that you're able to have a child. So if you're able to have the Cyrus at age eight, that would mean according to, Taisa says it clearly according to his opinion, but even according to Rashi, the Lachamash of Sinai is that when you reach Hapshtay Cyrus, you become a Gadol. That would mean that in the Taisa or Shainem, it was actually eight years old that you became a Gadol. And therefore, Rashi tells but Shia Ruchachamim that at some later point in time, um, the Muhammad or Mashiach, that that is no longer the case. And rather, when do we get Shtay Cyrus, that would be specifically at the age of 13 and not younger than that. So just to um, summarize what we've said so far and, and give a few more details. So what we've said so far is that there's two uh, sources of how we, where we know that Yudgim uh, Olamitzvah. Source number one is this week's parash where it says, V'yichu. Uh, and since it says the expression in the ish, ish is a lashon of a godless, ish is a lashon of being a man, and we know that Shimon and Levi were 13 years old, that is the source that uh, you become a chuyiv and at the age of 13. The second option was that it's halacha Moshe Messinai. In that kufa, we said a little bit different, according to Rashi, that it's because of Cyrus, Cyrus happened at the age of 13, and or the Rashi says that was that when you reached the age of 13 you become an Ish. So it's, it's, a, it's a tradition. It's not that we have any Pasuk for it, but it's a tradition, tradition that we receive. Just to give two details, detail number one is how do we know that Shimon and Levi were 13 years old? So the Taisus Yamtif on Pirkei Elvis explains that we know that Yaakov got married to Leah after working for Lavan for seven years. Uh, he was by Lavan after he uh, got married to uh, Leah for another 13 years. But if you, Levi was the third child. So if you, and, and he says, if you take this, the, the minimum amount of time that for each birth to happen, which is seven months, so it's seven months for each one of, uh, for Ruvain, then Shimon, and then Levi, that would mean that he was basically, Levi would have been around 11 years old when Yaakov left Kharn. He was, he was the third one born. He would have been born after those um, he would have been in the third third pregnancy, so he would have been after 21 months, so he would have been in, almost 11 years old. And then we know that Yaakov traveled uh, for two years until he actually got back to Eretz Yisrael Tashchet. So he would have been in, in, in that area at 13 years old because of his traveling for two years, so he would have been 13 years old at the time. Shimon would have been slightly older, but the point is definitely Levi would have been Ish. I guess maybe a lady just turned 13, maybe she was a little bit older, so he'd been almost 14. Uh, that's the Hajman there. And the second thing, I mentioned that according to Taisus, we said, he said in the Doris Arishainim, people gave birth already at the age of eight. What's the source for that? The source of that is from Kalev, because we know that Kalev was the great, great grandfather of Tzala. Tzala was the son of Uri, the son of Sukhur, who was the son of Kalev. So Kalev's great great-grandchild would have been, sorry, great-grandchild would have been, um, would have been the Tzawa. Um So we know, this is the Cheshman, that the, the Kalev was 40 years old uh, when he was sent as one of the Meraglim. We know also that the Tzawa 
was 13 years old when he built the Mishkan. So if you do the Cheshben, 40, 40 minus 13, that means Kalev would have been 27 years old when his great-grandchild was born. So if you do the three parents, so 8, 16, uh, 24, and also you have to think about the pregnancy, so let's say a year for each pregnancy, so that means he would have been 27 when Betzal was born, that means he would have been 8 when the child was born. So Taisus says, we see from the earlier generations that they gave birth at the age of 8, that's just uh, maybe a side point, just something interesting. Um, therefore, he says they would have been considered a gadol because they would have had the Shtay Cyrus even at a younger age. Okay, but what's what's relevant, I was just a Sikkim, is, well, as we said, we're going to be focusing at this point of the year really on the first um, the first option, which is from this week's Parsha, where it says Ishkarpa. So the question is like this. Question number one is, we, we see that the Rebbeim, when they would say the uh, uh, the mimer, many of the rabbim at least, uh, they would say by the chavigas bar mitzvah, the mimer called nasa adam. So the shailah is why would they say the mimer called nasa adam? Shouldn't they they said a mimer which was chazak to the ish, or something to do with ish? As we find actually, whoever points out on R thirteen that by the yom of chinuf tefillin, uh, they would say a mimer chazak to the ish, but by the mar mitzvah itself, they'd actually say nasa adam. Uh, the the it was the Rebbe Marash said to, to the Rebbe Rashab when he put on tefillin that he was an Ishna. And when he became a Baal Mitzvah, he says, uh, he, he, you should be, he gave him a bracha as Ozein and Adam. So the question is, why was the by the Bar Mitzvah a minor being said on the idea of Adam? L'chayr hein mitzvah v'kasa, the kasa uses the expression of Ish. And also mitzvah toichin hein yonin, there's a big difference between Ish and Adam, as explained in Chassidus. Uh, that there's four expressions that are used to describe man. And the two greatest of them are ish and, and other. Ish is an expression of a, a person that his seichel has control over his midas. And Adam is an expression of a pure type of intellect, a person that's able to have a pure intellect, unbiased and unrelated to his midas. So ish is a maturity that a person has uh, a control over his emotions, that he has intellectual control over his emotions, meaning he's thought, he's developed, he's come up with what's right, what's wrong, and he's able to control his emotions and live accordingly. Uh, sounds like, that word doesn't say this, but it sounds like basically, like, like almost like an idea of an abenini type sort of individual. Um, and the other one is Adam. Adam is a type of seichel which is completely higher than necessarily being connected to the Midas. It's pure seichel. Think about ideas, even as it's not related to one's conduct. So he should be thinking about life and how to improve oneself and, and thinking about Hashem and thinking about Yanam of Hasidus, which are relevant to your Avaida and, and implementing it to your Avaida, while Adam can be thinking about ideas in Hasidus, which aren't even relevant necessarily to like on a very practical level of Avaida, but you're thinking about Hashem and, 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 and great and phenomenal things. In, in Chelek Dalid, Tubishvat uh, Rebbe quotes it in one of the Aras, in R15, um, he, he discusses the difference of Adam and Ish in, in more detail. So he says that there's two differences between Adam and Ish, and he's describing the mile of the Dafka Adam. He says two, the two miles are like this. The first mile is Ish is the Seicha which is Shaykh to Midas. So if a person has, let's say, his Midas, he has a Tintam Halab, he's unable to feel, he's unable to really connect to the things that he's thinking about. 
then the seichel won't have any effect on him. And he says, on the contrary, it could be certain situations where the, the emotions could actually change the way he thinks, that he has such a strong emotion about something that actually makes his mind think of you know, justifications or ways how to get what he wants or what, why what he's doing is right. That would be the idea of ish. While Adam is a pure seichel, it's unbiased. It's it's moichin de godless. It's thinking about an Indian of seichel uh, in, in its pure thought. The second difference would be is that since ish is a seichel which is shaykh to midas, that means it's always going to be a seichel which is shaykh to who you are. It's not going to be completely above who you are. It's always going to be something which is very relevant to who you are. So you're not completely changing who you are, changing the nature of your personality. Masha'inki, by the level of Adam, this is a type of chachman which is completely above who you are. So the change that can happen is you could even have a change of the Teva Midaisi. You could change the nature of your emotions itself. Because the Chachma that you're having is not something which is relative to who you are and what your personality is, and it's making small changes or convincing you to do A and not B, and you can really understand both ways. But rather, it's something which is a, a totally different type of worldview, and therefore can change who you are. So Adam is a much greater level. Maybe to give an example, uh, hopefully this is a, a correct example, but either way, it will probably at least give you the some type of context of how to look at these two ideas. Adam, as we've been describing, is more, you know, learning in Yanam and Chassidus or improvement, how to improve yourself and controlling one's temperament and controlling one's uh, instincts. Well, and that's how I think a, a regular person lives on his day-to-day life. And the more ish you are, the better control you probably have of your day-to-day life. I mean, that's more like the Bainini. While Adam, a person, I think, reg- regular people at least, might never have that, or if they do, it's it's like certain times in their life where they have a like a world changing insight or a life changing event in their life that gives them a totally new perspective on how to appreciate life. That it can change who they are. So it's not just ch- changing a, a certain conduct, but this is such a life changing event or a life changing uh, idea that it changes the the nature of who you are. And that, I, I think that happens to most people. If it even happens once or twice in life, some certain types of situations might happen. And when you meet that person afterwards, you might not even, won't even recognize him because he's totally changed his personality. So that's the level of Adam. It's a much higher level. And if we're talking about getting to the level of Adam through your own Avaida, of course, this would be a very deep level. Okay. So the question is, why would the Rebbeim talk about the idea of Nasa Adam on the Bar Mitzvah? We're talking about a 13-year-old boy. 13-year-old boy, his, what, what is he Shaykh to? He's shaykh to the level of ish. Uh, a seichel, which is, he, he, till that age, he wasn't shaykh at all to any type of seichel to be able to control his actions, um, at least to the degree that a gobble would be, right? I mean, sometimes you might have very mature children, but they're still not at the level of an ish that they have that complete control. Um, actually, it's even brought a nigla that's not just the age of 13, but even as you get older, the age of 20, you, you keep on developing to become higher levels of uh, uh, intellectual uh, stability and maturity. I, th- I think modern science says until maybe the age of 25, the, uh, your, your brain kind of calms down, the neurons are constantly changing. But either way, it's a constant change, but the age of 13 is, is, a, is a major stepping stone in that change. So what's more relevant to the child would be the age of, at the age of 13 is the idea of ish. So why would the Rebbein say a mimer about the idea of an adam, which is a much, much higher level and madrega than probably the regular uh, bar mitzvah boy is really shy to. It's not, it doesn't seem like that's their avayda. So to explain this, um, maybe to explain this, let's go back to the two 
sources that we had regarding where do we know the idea of a Yudkimelimitzis. Uh, so the option number one is, again, from our, this week's parasha where it says Ish, which is, we're saying that since he reaches the level of Ish, he has a intellectual maturity, he becomes obligated in Terimitzis. The second one was that Talacha Sinai. It's nothing to do with intellectual maturity. This is the Torah says, at this age, you become a Chuyah. Um, so, the, the, so what's the Svars HaMachlaikis, the Chayra? So Svars HaMachlaikis is, what is this idea of the age 13, or the idea of Simanim to Cyrus? What, what is it? So one option is that the, reaching the age of 13 doesn't make anything happen to the, the doesn't make him Mechoyim. Rather, it's a Raya, it's a Simon. It's a Simon that now he is a Gadol. Doesn't make him a gadol, but when you reach the age of thirteen, this is a raya that you have a certain level of maturity. Therefore, you become mechuyevenitzes. That would be the first opinion where uh, the, uh, where it says uh, where, where we bring the pasuk of ish um, harpai that they, you've reached once you've reached the age of thirteen, you become you, you are an ish. You have a level of maturity. So reaching the age of thirteen doesn't make you a gadol, but rather reaching the age of thirteen shows and reveals that now you have that level of maturity that you can have mechuyevenitzes. So I say this that you have a halachic status of a gadol is not because you are thirteen, but rather thirteen is reveals that that you have that das that you're able to make proper decisions, and therefore you understand the importance of terimitzis. The second option is that talacha meishusin, and that means the Torah is telling us that at the age of thirteen you become mechuyiv mitzvahs. That's reaching the age of thirteen is what makes you into the gadol, regardless of if you have the intellectual capabilities for it or not. When you reach the age of 13, the Torah tells us that is the time that a regular healthy child will become mechuyiv mitzvah. So according to this way, the, the age of 13 is making you into a gadol. It's a siba, it's a cause that's making you into a halachic gadol. So now we can look into some nafkaminas between the two options. So the first nafkamina would be regarding a b'nei nayach. When is a Bnei Nayach Mechuyev to do his mitzvahs? So according to the first version, the first version would say, of course, when he's 13 years old. 13 years old is not a halachic idea, but rather when you reach 13 years old, we know that you have maturity. So therefore also by Ben Nayach, a non-Jew, he's also not Mechuyev if he's a child and doesn't have maturity. Of course, the Torah only gives him the obligation when he's able to handle that. Uh, he has the maturity to handle that obligation. So it would also be at the age of 13. That's very logical. But according to the second opinion, which is a Salah Sinai, so we know that the Shi'urim that are given are only given to the Yidin. So if the age of 13 is not that that reveals that he has maturity, but rather 13 makes you Mechuyev, that just tells you, you reach his age, now you have to do mitzvahs. The question would be, when would a Ben Noyach need to be Mechuyev? He doesn't have the Salah Sinai. So when would a Ben Noyach become Mechuyev in mitzvahs? And the answer would be is, each person would be, every Ben Noyach would actually be different. Because since it has to do with maturity, the only, a Ben Noyach is naturally Mechuyev to do all these mitzvahs. When he doesn't have maturity, he's Pater. So as soon as he reaches the age of maturity, and every person could be somewhat different, that's when he would be obligated to start fulfilling those mitzvahs. And this idea is based on a Chassam Seifer. This is a Chassam Seifer, um, in Yerodea, Simen Shun Yudzai, the rubber brings it to R23, and he's explaining the Shittas Ramam. Over there, the, the Shiloh was about a, um, a Yid that sold a Paramivakeris, a pregnant uh, cow, who was uh, to, to a nine-year-old guy in the market. 
And then at some point later, this cow gave birth to a, to, to a Zachar. And the Shaila was, does this Zachar have Kedushas Bukhar or not? Does it have the Kedushas Bukhar or not? The question would be, is it, because since he sold it to a child, that means the Kenyan might not be effective. And if the Kenyan is not effective, then it still belongs to the Israel, and then it would have the Kedushas Bukhar. Or maybe the Kenyan is effective, and the guy, even though he's a child, did acquire this particular behemoth, and then the animal would not be Mechuyev in, uh, would not have the Kedushas Bukhar. That was the question. So the Chassam Seifer answers it based on a Ramah. He says, tells us that the Ramah Hilchus Malachim tells us that a, a shaita, a fool, and a child is not, uh, who, who, are, who are Goyim are not punished for not fulfilling this Zayim Mitzvah Benayim Leach, because of course they do not have Das to be able to fulfill those Mitzvahs so they cannot be punished. So the Chassam Seifer asks about Lachaira, the Ramam writes, that there are no shu'urim for a ben noyach. The shu'urim are only for a Yisrael. And we know the, the, the tshuva of the rush, which we quoted earlier, seven Tezvav, that this idea of the age 13 is Allah HaMesh Mesinah. So the Chassam Soifer is asking, since the, since the whole idea of, uh, of the age 13, according to the rush, and the Chassam Soifer is assuming the Ramam actually also holds like the rush, is only a halacha merchant Sinai. That means by a ben noyach, he doesn't have this age of 13. So even if he's a katan, he should also be, why would he be pater? He doesn't have this age of 13. So therefore, even younger than the age of 13, you should be mechuyev in the punishments for not doing the Sheva Nitzvahs. Elamai, he explains that the shita of the Ramam is that it has, since a ben noyach does not have shurim, that means by a ben noyach, it goes according to his das, according to his understanding. So therefore, it would depend on the child if he, what his level of maturity is. If he has a level of maturity, uh, then he would be mechuyiv in the Zayim and he would be punished. If he doesn't have a level of maturity, then he'd be pater. And relevant to the case in hand with the Chassam Seifer was talking about, he says it depends on that child. If that nine-year-old that bought it from you is mature, and he's then mature enough to you know, make transactions, whatever it is, I would consider the level of maturity that would be needed, then it would be pater from the Kedushas Bukhar. And if he's not mature enough, then it would have been a Kenyan, and of course it would have uh, Kedushas Bukhar. So that's what he uh, answers regarding that. There was a second issue in the, in the, in the Truva was what type of Kenyan was actually made, and was that Kenyan good enough? And the Chassam Seifer discusses the Kenyan was made, and then gives different options of how to rectify that particular Indian, which we're not going to discuss. just wanted to give you the Shlemus Indian that there's really a, a second issue is, you know, what, what Kenyan was it? Because if it wasn't a good Kenyan, then regardless of, you know, wh- whether the child was mature enough, it still might have Kedushas Bukhar, but that's a different uh, aspect. But the point is, we see from the Chassam Seifer, the way how he's explaining the, the Rambam, he explains the Rambam like the Rosh, and he explains that, that since there's no, uh, the, the, there's no Halach Meshav by Goyim, therefore they go after their own level of maturity. So that would be one Napkimina between these two options. Um, uh, another Napkimina that we actually saw saw earlier in the Lukut regarding Rivka, where it says that Rivka um, so it says by Rivka, this is in, um, I guess, Parshish Chaisara, that the Medrash brings that we learn from Rivka, they ask Rivka if she wanted to get married. So the Medrash says that we learn from here that you're in Masina Sektan, you do not marry off a, a, a girl unless, unless, um, who's a Yusayma, unless, unless she gives her, she has to give her husband, she has to agree to the marriage. So the Shiloh was, 
how does that make sense? Rivka was only three years old. She wasn't at the age of maturity. She wasn't 12 years old. So like her agreeing or not agreeing wouldn't have made any difference. You need uh, to be at least 12 years old to, 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 to make some types of some, these types of decisions. So why were they asking Rivka and how would that prove that in general you're supposed to ask? doesn't make any sense. So he says, the higher this would be depending really on which way you're learning. If you're learning that the idea of 12 years old and 13 years old is a logical thing and that, that's when they reach the age of maturity and before that they're lacking at least a certain degree maturity, then Taka, then you can't, you can't prove anything from Rivka. Rivka was not mature. She wasn't 12 years old. Her, her, her opinion wouldn't have made a difference. But if you're holding like the, the second option that the age of 12, the age of 13 is Allah HaMesh Sinai, then by Ben Nayak, and Rivka would have had together the Bas Nayak, it was before Har Sinai, then it goes by her individual maturity. Since Rivka was mature at HC3, as we see from that whole story, uh, therefore she could have, they had to ask her and, and, and she had to give her opinion, you know, whether she wanted to get married or not. Okay. So the, another, another Afghimina that the rubber brings Another not mina that the Rebbe brings, this would be an Avedi Sashem. It says, according to the first option that we're learning it out because it says the Lashon of an Ish, which means maturity, that would mean that the Hascholos Avedi, when a child reaches the age of 13 and becomes a man, already from the beginning of his Avedi, he needs to be like an Ish. Meaning is he's doing Tare Mitzvah as an Ish would do Tare Mitzvah, with a Seichel, with Tamadas, with an appreciation of Tare Mitzvah and the value of Torah Mitzvah and the value of being connected to Hashem. While if you're holding that it's Allah Sinai, so then it has nothing to do with maturity or not, it's Allah Sinai, that's when you do Dar Torah Mitzvah. That would mean that the beginning of a Veda of Ben Yud Gimel Mitzvah would actually completely be based on Kabbalah Sal. It's Kabbalah Sal. The Hashem says this is when you need to start doing the Mitzvah, so that's when you start doing the Mitzvah. So that would be the Nakamina. So now the Rebbe goes and takes this a little bit deeper. And then through this deeper depth, we'd be able to have an answer for our original question. The Rebbe wants to say that even according to the first option that we're learning it out from the Indian of Ish, but if you look at the Pasuk where we're learning it out from, we find something very strange. The Pasuk is talking about when Shimon and Levi uh, took their sword and killed the people of Shem out of anger. It says, Kichar Laham, and we know in Parshas Vechi, when Yaakov's giving the brachas to his children, he curses their anger because of Kioz, it's very strong, their anger. Um, so it sounds like that was something where there was a lot of emotion involved. So why would the Pasik, which is coming to teach us the Indian of Bar Mitzvah, which teaches us about intellectual maturity, we're learning that concept from a Pasik that's talking about emotions, not intellectual maturity. Seems very strange. So LMI, the explanation is, because in this Pasuk, is telling us a very important, um, telling us an important lesson, or what an Ish is, that, that an, or I should say the Shlemus of, of being an Ish, that an Ish is a level of maturity, but in order to have a Shlemus of that Darga of an Ish, you need to actually be connected to something which is above you. There needs to be connection to the idea of Mesir Snapesh, as we'll explain. Uh, the explanation is that that story of Reuven and Shimon, uh, Shimon and Levi, on one hand, there was, it, it, the, Yaakov was upset at them. The reason why he was upset at them is because he said it was like a Chil Hashem. Some say because he should have asked Yaakov. The etzim deed that they did, that they 
avenged Dina, that was something which was good. That was the right thing that they should have done. The problem was that they didn't ask Yaakov, and also the way that they did it wasn't the right way. I don't know what Yaakov would, would have advised them to do. I don't know, make a court case. I, I don't know what he would have advised, but the way that they did it was wrong. But the Atzim Indian that they did it was actually something which was, which was good. It was an Indian of Mr. Snapish. So what we're learning from this is that even when you're an Ish, when you become a Chuy of a Mitzvah, like Levi and Shimon, they were 13 years old, they're on the level of an Ish that they have maturity, but at that point of time, they also need to be connected to the union of Mesir Snapesh. There is a connection to Mesir Snapesh. And the Pshan is because the foundation of one's avoid always needs to be Kabbal Sal, always needs to be this union of Mesir Snapesh. So, yes, when you're actually doing the Avaidah, there needs to be, even at the age of 13, there needs to be an appreciation of Hashem, appreciation of Tar Mitzvah. But the foundation of that is not just that. I understand why, why doing Torah mitzvahs is good and, and, and it's only based on logic. This mitzvah makes sense. This mitzvah doesn't make sense. So I'll just do this one. I won't do that one. The foundation of everything always needs to be because Hashem commanded us to do it. But part of that command is that Hashem also wants you to understand it. And that's what we're seeing from this passage. That on one hand, there was in Mitzvah's Nefesh. It was above Tam Badas. They, they acted according to what Hashem wanted, even though it was Lamaila Tam Badas. So it wasn't necessarily an emotion. It was actually a something which was coming from the depth of who they were, this Eden of Mr. Snapesh. But at the same time, they're called an Ish because it needs to be this intellectual maturity. So I guess by, Adobar doesn't explain it in the Sikha, but there, it seems like there's some type of connection between that. There was, they were Ish, there was a maturity that they had to be able to make the decision. And on the other hand, there was also this Mr. Snapesh uh, that they had. So it was a strong emotion, but it was a strong emotion that they had control over. They were an Ish. So it was a strong emotion. They were upset, but they still made it. A appreciate, they appreciated why they need to do that act. But at the same time, what was the foundation of why they actually did it? It wasn't just because of the appreciation of why they need to do it, and definitely not because of a, an emotional response, but rather it came from the union of Mr. Nefesh, came the idea of this is what Hashem wants, this is the Ratzon Hashem. And that's why, um, and this is also a proof for this idea, would also be from what we find in Parshas Re'eh, where it talks about the idea of Bechart V'chayim, that Hashem tells us about the, uh, that, that doing Tarmitzis is good and gives you life, while doing a virus is death uh, and, uh, and is, is a curse. And then Hashem tells us, you should choose life. So the question is, Hashem has already shown us what's good. So we see that Tarmitzis is good, so we'll just choose it ourselves. Why does Hashem give us a command to choose good? He tells us, this is good, this is bad. Choose good. But you know, obviously, we're going to choose good. Elamai, the vart is that even the foundation always needs to be because this is what Hashem commanded. Hashem commanded us to do Chayat Pachayim. That's ultimately why we're choosing. But Hashem explains to us why this is good and why this is Taib and why this is Chayim. Because he, the, 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 the commands of Hashem need to completely pervade and, and be integrated in who we are. That we even understand it in our Seichel and we also understand it emotionally why we're doing the Taibimitzis. But the foundation is always Lamaylam uh, It's Kabbalah's all, but it needs to be integrated into one's being. And that's also the idea of why, why by the Bar Mitzvah boy, we also say this mimer, which talks about the idea of Adam. It's to tell us that even when you reach the level of Ish, and you have a certain level of maturity, but you need to remember there needs to be this union of Mesiris Nefesh, which, is, uh, which, which we're learning from this Pasuk. The Pasuk itself says this, there's an union of Mesiris Nefesh, which is connected to Ish. And that's the idea, ultimately, of, of the idea of Nasa Adam, the idea of an Adam. So we know that Adam, 
means two things. So the first thing that we've been talking about until now was that Adam is the Shlemasaseho, the highest level of Seho. And Adam also comes to the, the, the letters, has the same letters as the word Ma'oid, very, uh, unlimited. Uh, so it's the ultimate level of Seho. It's also something which is completely unlimited. Um, the Rebbe explains what's the unlimited part over here. It's, it's the, actually the ability to communicate, to be on the Daber, that being able to communicate to someone else is even a deeper power than Chachma itself. Uh, it doesn't explain it over here, but in other places it explains, it's because the ability to communicate to someone else is being able to transcend who you are and to connect to somebody else. So it's like two-step. It's like you're transcending who you are and you're able to explain it to this other individual. So in order to do that, you need to reach within yourself to the depth of who you are, where you and that other individual are really one. And then you're able to explain it to him in a way that he understands. Uh, so therefore, in a sense, the, the, if, you're able to, the, the, if you're able to explain something to an individual that's completely different than you, a completely different world of view, that would take a much greater koyach. So it's not just, you can have a very smart person, but he can't explain it to a second individual. He definitely wouldn't be able to explain it to somebody that is a totally different personality, different worldview than him. But when a person has that capability of being a communicator, what it really means is, which is in of Malchus, ultimately, which we know Malchus is mushrish within Ketzer, which is mushrish within the Etzim and Nefesh, what he's able to reveal, he reveals a which is inside of his Nefesh, which transcends who he is, and he's able to connect to somebody else. And therefore, he's able to communicate ideas to somebody else that these are completely new concepts for him and, and totally different than who he is. So that's a much bleakable type of kayak that's even deeper than the Chachma itself. Um, but ultimately, these two things go together, is because the ultimate level of Chachma is, is transcending oneself. That's what we've been discussing the whole time. There's Ish is a Seichel which doesn't transcend you, but it's a Seichel which is connected and relevant to you. While Adam is a Seichel which is completely transcendent of who you are. That's why it can change your entire personality. A deeper level of this Chachma is not just that it's a Chachma which is transcendent, but you're able to reach this idea of being a Madaba that you're able to communicate with someone else. That you're completely, it's not just a going out of your own seichel to a deeper level of seichel, but you're leaving the entirety of who you are to be able to connect to another individual. So it's a much even a deeper level. Uh, but either way, from this, this, that these two ideas are put together, this idea of chachma, adam, one word, it means chachma, and the other time it also means above chachma. The reason why they're connected in Avodah Hashem is because in one's Avodah Hashem, you need to have both. And even when you reach the highest level of chachma, you need to know, you know, there's something above that. You still need to have in Sirius Nefesh. Even if you have to reach the highest levels of transcendence and wisdom, you still need to have in Sirius Nefesh. And at the same time, when a person has in Sirius Nefesh, you need to know that the Sirius Nefesh needs to come into his Chachma. It needs to be able to come into his Chachma and ultimately into all the different aspects of who he is. That's why, maybe to add another point, again, from other places in Chassidus, why Chachma is dafka the Kli for Sirius Nefesh. The reason is because Chachma is the highest level of bittel that a person can have in his conscious mind. Chachma is the deepest level of your conscious mind. And in your conscious mind, you have many levels itself. So the deepest and highest levels in your conscious and maybe even different levels of subconscious would be Chachma. And that is able to connect to the beligvul, which is inside of your soul, which could flow through your Chachma and ultimately through all of your, 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 your more conscious levels of, of Seichol and Bina and your emotions. Uh, and this ultimately is why the, the Rebbeim said the Maimur Chazak Delish on the Bar Mitzvah. Because they're telling you the, the, the Bar Mitzvah boy that even when he reaches the level of Ish, he needs to know 
that ish harper, there needs to be always this inyan of Mesir's Nefesh, there needs to be this inyan of other. there's this inyan of Ma'oi, that you cannot always just be within this darg of an ish, uh, within your own personality. There needs to be a recognition that there's something which is above you, something which is bleakful, something which is unlimited. And part of your avoida would always be is that the reason why we're doing our, our Veda Sashem is because there's something which is uh, believable. And through that, one, of course, makes his Veda on, on a completely new level because it's not just limited to how much you understand, but ultimately it's based on the essence of your Neshama, on the essence of Hashem. And therefore, the Veda itself that's being accomplished is, on, is a much deeper and much more spiritual and much more meaningful type of avayda. And that's why it was said already at the time that he comes in Ish, that he should know that at Ish, during when you're doing your avayda, which is Alpin Tamadas, the Yusoy, the foundation needs to be this idea of Adam, this idea of Ma'oy, this idea of Ligvot.